0: For every million dollars, let's say in basis, Mm -hmm. okay, a cost segregation study in year one is probably going to generate around 300 grand. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating
1: financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Build your Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexammer. With me today, excited to have Terry Judge. Terry, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Todd. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, man. So a little bit about Terry. He's with Core Advisors, uh, the owner of Core Advisors. Um, and well, I'll just let you explain what you guys do. But uh, we've used your company, uh, uh, deals past, been very happy with the results and continue to Take advantage of kind of the tax code and situation. So let let's dive in. Uh, what exactly is Core Advisors? What do you guys do, and um, and then we'll I'll I'll come with some questions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, so Core, um, you know, we started this or uh, I started this sixteen years ago. Geez, two thousand six, uh, we launched it, and you know, we just saw a big niche between a big gap between the the the, the accounting world and the irs and then the client and the client would be somebody like you todd that you know <clears throat> you know tax tax planning is so important around real estate and we just saw this this huge you know just hole in between the, the 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 client and the irs and what's available so you know we started this thing down this we went down this road of um, you know cost segregation we're like and again it kind of found me and i started to look into it Um, I I don't have, I'm not an accountant by training, um, but I was just so intrigued. And, you know, essentially it's, it's, it's just this powerful tax strategy. It's, I would say it's probably the most powerful tax strategy, you know, in the United States. Especially for
1: real estate, right? I mean, there's no question for real, yeah.
0: No question for, for real estate investors, but, you know, so Core started down that path. And launched in 2006, like I said, we started kind of doing seminars for CPAs. And we, what we learned quickly is that, I would say back in the day, and this was 2006, nobody, no, C, no mid-sized to small CPA firms were even were involved in this. Didn't understand it. Were not offering this out to their client. Yeah. And you know, we said, wow, what a, what an, what an, what an amazing, you know, if we could create this, this bridge, this gap, like I said, between you know, the IRS has billions of dollars available to stimulate whatever they want to stimulate. In this case, it was commercial real estate development and investing. And and then offer this as a service and and really teach and educate uh, CPAs, you know, and, and that's what we did. So we started down that road, I started speaking on the topic. And slowly but surely, you know, we started gaining traction, and we started to expand nationally. And, you know, to date, you know, we've done probably close to a couple billion now in savings for our clients. Wow. I think it's 1.5 billion on our website, but we think we've surpassed that last year. Yeah, And, you know, it's just been a great run. We've uh, you know, we've got a great technical team. I think that's really where the magic, you know, really uh, happens is the experience when you're dealing with the IRS, it gets a little tedious and that's why most CPAs do not do this because it's a blend of engineering, legal and tax. Obviously CPAs have a very good handle on depreciation, but when it comes to the buildings, how buildings are built, and there's been over 300 court cases and IRS rulings that drive cost segregation. A lot of people don't understand, you know, how it works, why it works, what you can take, what you cannot take. And so therefore, you know, we've built the company to do these forensic, you know, engineering analysis, very granular, where we can account for every nickel that somebody like yourself spends on a building and, and or the rehab. And so we our end, our end result or our end deliverable is a very detailed analysis of every component. And then we can then accelerate and break apart all these components in the building that really qualify for much shorter life, which makes sense because things wear out. Things yeah. don't last for 27 and a half years inside of a building. And some people say, well, is this aggressive? You know, is this is this kind of the, you know, pushing the envelope? And my answer to that is no, it's in the code. It's been in the code since 1969. Wow. And it's gone through layers and layers and changes and changes. But for whatever reason, Democrat, Republican, you know, all the all the presidents over the last, you know, deck, couple of few decades, uh, it's been enhanced. So when people cost segregation, there's a lot of different enhancements that you know we can touch on. I'm excited to speak at your conference coming up in May. We're going to really break it down. And I'm going to kind of hopefully go a little bit more in detail on all the nuances on, you know, renovations, disposition, when you exit the property, what happens if you don't do a 1031? What happens when you combine it with a 1031? Um, you know, all of the the uh, wh- why is it attractive for a, g- a general partner? And then all- why is it attractive for all of the limited partners that come into the deal? And I think there's such a win-win. And thank God today it, I'm starting to see it be more proactive versus reactive. You know, when I even really up to the last few years, Todd, it's been almost like an afterthought. And, and I know you guys are very proactive, very efficient when it comes to tax, because it is a big portion of the ROI upwards of yep. it can be ordinary income rates or, you know, it depends on tax brackets. It can go all the way up to, you know, 37%. Yep. So when you it's all timing as well, you know, and um, but, you know, I, and people say, well, what, what what qualifies and again, I'm just kind of you can interrupt me, but I'm just, you know, any property. So for somebody listening to this, and you're, you're just now getting into you're going to buy your first duplex, or you, you've got some smaller multifamilies, or you, you, you know, you're, you're growing quickly, you know, anything over half a million dollars qualifies now it used to be about a million you know, now we're helping people doing their short-term rentals. I mean, we're doing a lot of short-term rental properties, right? And they're, some of these rental properties, short-term rental properties are $1.5 million. Right, right. And they're You're rehabbing them. you know, so it's very, it's critical on adding cost segregation and working with a reputable company that makes sure that they have the engineering capabilities so you can defend the, if the IRS ever came looking or scrutinizing or, Questioning or something else in your business cause an audit. You want to make sure that all the Ts are crossed and all the Is are dotted, and you're working with a company that can support you if that ever was the case. It's very minimal, but it is it is a thing. Let
1: me. Let's Let's break this down because uh, I want to make sure everybody that's listening really understands what they're listening to. Right. So first, uh, w- most people know when you buy real estate, you can depreciate the asset. The government says that over. X period of time, 27 and a half years for like multifamily, single family, and 39 years for other commercial, think industrial, think retail, that in that time period, let's go back to to, uh, uh, an apartment building. In 27 and a half years, the government says it's worth $0. Not the land, just the building. The building's worth $0. So core advisors is coming in and they're going, well, yeah, The government says 27 and a half years, but the government also says this part only lasts five years and this part lasts 10 years and so on. Is that as that's correct, right? That's what you guys are essentially doing. You're picking apart a building.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So the shelf life of of a lot of your interior, according to the IRS, has a five-year life and all of your exterior, which would be all your land improvements, has a 15-year life. And, and then, in, but if, if you and I buy a building for a million dollars, that original purchase, including the land is going to be in, let's say it's an apartment building, it's all going to be in 27 and a half year long term yeah. straight line life, right? So I mean, if the building's
1: worth- $800,000 the land is worth 200. We would just take $800,000. We divide it by 27 and a half years and that's how much it loses value per year. So that's how much we can reduce our taxes by per year,
0: right? That's the straight line method, right? Straight line method. Right across the board. That's what most yep. CPAs in the country are, are gonna, that's how they depreciate your building. Basically there's two pathways in the tax code. There's the straight line method and then there's this accelerated method that we're talking about today. Yeah. And therefore, we can go in, like you said, Todd, and there's hundreds and hundreds of components. Obviously, in your interior, if you think about the interior of a a building, especially like a a multifamily property, you've got portions of the plumbing, the wiring systems, the fixtures, drop ceilings, you know, Uh, carpeting. There's all kinds of permanency rules that we as an engineering firm go in there and look at because the IRS says, okay, well, if you remove something from the interior, how much damage does it cause? There's a whole permanency revenue ruling based around what you can move and what you can't move based on damage. So we have to kind of assess that. Um, Yeah. And then when we look at the exterior, you know, swimming pools, curbs, um, landscape, underground drainage systems, fencing, you know, all of that stuff, curbage, um, outdoor electrical, all is part of our study that we can now pluck out of the 27 and a half years. We put that in either a 15 year life, which I just said exterior, and then all of your interior, even non load bearing walls, stuff like that. If you're doing rehabs, um, all that stuff is we, 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 you know, we put it into our our analysis in our in our studies and break it all apart. And certain components have to stay in long-term life. Okay, so it's not like that. And that's the value of bringing in an engineering firm like Core. Um, again, it's gonna be this forensic engineering analysis. Certain things, certain components have to stay in 27 and a half year life. So we typically find about 30% ish on an average is from, from that purchase price. So like you said, Todd, so if we have a million dollar property We're gonna take usually about 15%, but in this case, let's just say 200,000. We're gonna move that to land. And then land does not depreciate. And then we take the rest of the building and about 30% of that number. Okay. So about 240 grand is gonna be written off in year one because of bonus depreciation now, which is kind of a new and improved little caveat that back in the Trump days, he threw this in there and added a whole nother level. And, And the investment community said, oh my God, you mean, you mean, our entire down payment basically can be written off, you know, essentially, and people can get this, this depreciation, even as a passive investor. And that, but that's
1: going away. Is that correct? That
0: It's going to phase out. Phase so this out. is the last year you can get a hundred percent. So we're going to have a busy year. Yep. And then it goes 20%, 20%, 20%. It just keeps fading through, uh, through, through, through 2026. Yep. So that's, and, and then, and then, you know, we'll see what happens if it's, cost seg it's still going to be great even if you don't have bonus well, depreciation
1: yeah so, cost seg is still there that's not phasing out it's just the bonus depreciation which right. is a nice benefit of course uh especially coupled with cost aggregation. uh but yeah. cost seg is still going to be available so it's, it's not like you guys are going away
0: no no just the bonus depreciation is going to start fading out a little bit but we'll see
1: so you create this big engineering report. Uh, do, you, do you send people to the properties?
0: We do. Okay. Yeah, send that's people to the
1: properties. You guys come with this big engineering report. Where does that, that go? Like, what does the CPA now have to do? Cause you're not the CPA. You're just saying that this is broken down like this. How much extra time and effort does this add onto the CPA? How much should, will my CPA bill go up by this?
0: So if it's, a, if it's a property that's just gone into service, so if let's say it's a new newly constructed property, yep. or it's a new acquisition, nothing. The CPA literally is gonna take our work and just incorporate it into the tax planning, putting in the, 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 you know, adding the depreciation into their tax return. So you
1: give them a pretty, very basic, here's what it is, boom.
0: Yeah, we, we actually even redo the depreciation schedules here in my office. So most of the accounting work is completely finished. And we just hand that off to the CPA. The report actually just does not be, it's not submitted to the IRS. It's just just a report that's gonna sit on the shelf. And that is for our audit defense. If that ever came, we would be able to, you know, show the IRS field examiner, you know, here's what we did, why we did it. Here's why we took, you know, 15 or 16% of the electrical. We're gonna detail it. We're gonna cross-reference it to case law. And in our report, so it's it's it just really builds that audit defense. so if you mechanism. wanted to play
1: some Russian roulette, you could just come up with a number, give it to the CPA, and hope you never have the IRS uh, <laughs> sniffing around.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly.
1: Of course, one now, day, one day they will. And then and then it's yeah. not going to end well. <laughs> yeah.
0: like robbing a store, a party store, man. One of the days you're going to have, you know, no brainer. You're going to get out and no one's going to see anything. And the other day, man, the cop, you're going to walk right in there. Like the yeah. cops be yeah. right, right there, <laughs> in the front door.
1: Hey, the North Star Real Estate Conference is back. It's May 2nd and 3rd. And this year, it's a bit different. We're gonna be hammering in on multifamily real estate and we're gonna show you asset management, value add strategies, raising millions of dollars through syndication and how to find those hidden gems in today's market that are just so tough to find. And One of the biggest things I'm excited to bring you is industry experts that you're gonna be able to put on your team so you can hit the ground running day one, so join us. May 2nd and 3rd at the Northstar
0: Real Estate Conference. I look forward to seeing you there. So, but now I just, just to add to what I was saying. So if you if you go back, so if, let's say it's an older property. A lot of people yeah. don't know this. So if it's an older property and you've owned it for like say five, six, seven, ten 10 years and you've never heard of a cost irrigation study you never did a cost irrigation study and all of a sudden you heard about it. Well, we can go back in time we as the comp, we as core, we, so, and I'm just saying, you know, the, the CPA doesn't really have to do much and again. So we're going to do the 31, it's called the 3115. It's a kind of a technical form that triggers the release of the depreciation from the it back from the day that they purchased it without amending tax return. So it's an automatic one-time consent. And then that missed depreciation gets carried forward oh, wow. into the current tax year. And then that still has a 20 year carry forward ongoing. So, um, and again, so then we would then just do that 3115. We send that off to the CPA, they're going to take our numbers, we redo the depreciation schedules, they can put, you know, they can probably they take our stuff and put it into their software, and then off they go. So there's not the only time that and it's rare that you can amend if you wanted to, and file for a refund back in a year that you just say you crushed it and all of a sudden that one particular year is going to get, you know, an extra couple hundred grand Um, you can do, you can go through that, but I would say 98% of our clients just file the 3,115. They're going to get the depreciation anyways. They're going to offset that income and then it carries forward. So that's the cleanest way for the client and the CPA. Interesting.
1: Um, you're doing a, rent, a big renovation to a project. Is it best to wait until the renovation's done? Is it best to do the cost sag right away? How does the renovation work into um, the whole, you know, the whole relationship there?
0: So, yes, the best time to do, to do a cost seg, I would say get us in there before the renovations begin. And the reason why is that we so want to know one, what's going on. What, what's that?
1: Day one, right away, you want. Yeah. You so, want
0: to and there's a reason for that. So, a, we do the as-built. Okay. We want to know what's there. We're going to cost seg all that stuff out. Okay. Yeah. Then, then there's what's coming out if it's a major rehab. So you're going to be ripping out all kinds of stuff: electrical, walls, or, or you know, just. You're, re, you're going to be redoing stuff. The cabinetry is coming out, all that stuff. Um, there's something called disposition. So some of those assets can be, they still have lives on them and we can recap, we can kind of calculate what that is. And so you get some, you get some disposition benefit on the tear out. And then once it's finished, we come in and we, can once you guys send us the final change orders, we can finish the final cost segregation. Study. So we, do, we really look at it as in two phases. We do the, kind of the as built slash kind of the what's going to be coming out and if we can, if those count as personal property and instead of throwing them in the dumpster, there's still values left. So we calculate what those values are left on those and figure out that's going to be more tax savings as well. And then on the final Change orders, the final renovations being being completed. We want to stay in the loop, and then we'll finish those out once we get the final change order. So um, that the timing of getting us in there before than later is is the best. Okay, got it. Um,
1: you may not be able to answer this because, of course, everybody's tax situation is different. But but maybe you can give us a, even a ballpark, and and I know every property is different, uh, but. Let's, let's just say uh, you buy a property million dollars, you know, and, and you end up putting down a $250,000 down payment. You do a um, What What could you expect as far as depreciation savings in, in that, you know, first, let's call it year or so um, versus if you just did regular depreciation?
0: Well, so rule of thumb to keep it simple. So let's just go with this, Um, whatever. So for every million dollars, let's say in basis, Mm -hmm. okay. A cost segregation study in year one is probably gonna generate around 300 grand. So for every million, now obviously we're backing a little bit out of land. I'm just keeping it simple and round numbers. So I'm just using a million. So let's say it's 1.2, we put 200000 in the land. We got a million left in basis. We come in and we cost seg that out. You can expect with bonus depreciation, you're going to get roughly around 300 grand in Lots. gross depreciation off the top.
1: Got it. Got it. So, yeah. so you could, if in theory, if if you had a gain from a property, you sold it 100 thousand um, dollars, you could maybe even depreciate all of your gain from that previous sale and so you don't have to pay necessarily you know just pushes it forward obviously but you don't have to pay those potentially pay those capital gain taxes because you did a cost segregation study with the bonus depreciation
0: yeah exactly like some people just don't want to do the 1030 1031 is great It you can defer 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 It's, it's similar to to, to cost seg but let's just say the timing does not work out you don't want to overpay because you're stressed you only have 180 days um, but you can do the cost seg and you can use the cost seg depreciation to offset income that you've made from another property um, yeah so that's that's powerful and that's that's the tool that you want to be aware of when you're looking or sitting on past income Um, from another transaction, you can use the beautiful beautiful thing about cost seg is that you can continue to do this on every property. You know, as you exit and and go into the new property, you're cost segging, you're constantly creating losses, you are using those losses against um, income from the from a previous sale.
1: Why is it attractive for me as a syndicator? You know, I I syndicate, I've got LPs, uh, limited partners, um, why is it attractive for me to do a cost segregation for not for me, but for
0: my investors? So the investors can put in, let's say, a hundred grand and potentially could see you know 50 to 60 percent of that come in on their K1s. Now, if they're not an active real estate or a real estate professional. You can only take, you know, your your passive income against passive losses, yeah. so it, it's only it's a it's a one on, it's a one to one ratio as far as the property that they're investing in. However, it has a carry forward, so every single year that benefit is going to carry forward. So you're always going to have a loss going forward, um, you know, until that property is sold. So that's the why and, and a lot of people are that you know if you're a lot of, like as you know your your network your your world you, you got GPS investing with you that just want to be an LP because it's a great deal because they're a you know they have their, their real estate professional they can then use that depreciation to offset income from yeah. other sources and that's the beautiful thing about that that's a whole nother conversation but um. Um, But yeah, so that's, I think that's why, you know, syndicators out there, the savvy ones are building cost into their perspectives and showing this how this can work for, it's beautiful. So you get the income, but you really show a loss on your, on your taxes via your K-1.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love it as a real estate professional. It, it certainly is is catered towards real estate professionals that can take full advantage of it. The, yes. the passive investors that aren't real estate investors that can't take full advantage of, it's attractive, but not nearly as attractive. Um, I passively invest in other real estate deals outside of my own in order to get more uh, depreciation myself. <laughs> um, so, and I think a lot of people do that. Um, there's gotta be some cons, some cons with cost segregation. Why wouldn't I want to do a cost segregation? What are maybe some limitations or some reasons why you would ever tell somebody, hey, maybe this isn't the best tool for you?
0: There's not many. I mean, I've been doing this for 16 years. The only time I would say, you know, and this is just a timing thing, if you bought a piece of property it's vacant you're not going to have a you know you're 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 going to be doing a major renovation um you've got to you've got losses coming in from everywhere else and maybe you just don't need it you're not you don't you know you don't want to pay a company like mine maybe you just don't need it for that particular tax year but maybe once it goes into service and you're starting to the cash flow then obviously we do the cost sec mm-hmm. the only other and then the other reason would be maybe you're going to get in and out of the property you're going to flip it and you're going to you're going to maybe sell it within a year um, it's we would just say no. Our our whole time because you're gonna have recapture and it's not it's gonna be a wash. It's gonna be it's not it's not worth your time unless there's a you know you're gonna just you don't care. You're gonna make you're you're gonna flip it and you're, and, and that's what that was sure. it, it was designed for the flip and you're gonna you're just gonna pay tax on that gain and it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think that's those are really the only you know reasons. If you know our our kind of rule of thumb, Todd is about three to five years whole time because you really want to maximize that time value of money. Now, even on the recapture, you know, you could be paying 25% capital gains versus ordinary income. It depends on your tax bracket. So it's sliding, you know, normal capital gains is at 25. Now recapture, because the IRS is going to want some of that depreciation back and they do tax it at ordinary income. Okay, now here at CORE, we have a, we, we, you know, we have a, kind of a method that we can show that those assets have zero balance and we book it as a bandit on the, on the depreciation schedule. So there's a way for proper planning. I don't, I don't want to get into that right now that gets a little, you know, but again, we we can work with your CPA and there's a way to kind of mitigate, I'm not going to say eliminate, (laughs) I'm going to say mitigate the recapture, even on a shorter even on a shorter time frame, I would say if it's a year under a year, not good. If it's kind of you're getting into the two and three years, um, and you're going to exit, we, get, we can actually run, run recapture analysis now and show you know kind of what ifs. You bought it here, you're going to sell it here. What's that ramification look like based on? I think maybe effective tax rate is this. Blah blah blah. That so again, it's um, it's. But at the end of the day, there really is no there is no reason if you really look at the, the situation it, it most of the time it, it, you know, it doesn't make sense not to do it at yeah. this point. It's almost like right. a, it's almost become the, you know, kind of an appraisal. You have to, you know, if you're going to get a mortgage on a property, you got to have an appraisal. Same thing here. Even you're going to buy a property. You really should have a cost segregation study.
1: What, what if I'm buying a single family or duplex and it's, you know,
0: you, you're, you're in
1: Detroit, like I'm buying a single family for, uh, or duplex for a hundred thousand, $200,000. Does it make sense?
0: You know, our rule of thumb has been about 500,000 or above. So we're doing a lot of single family, like portfolios, <clears throat> like we just did one for, uh, you know, 26 homes, we, we bundle it up <clears throat> and the savings were significant. Probably, I mean, almost, I think it was almost 500,000 just in tax savings. They owned them for a little bit and these are smaller single family, but when we added them up, it made sense. So I would say one-offs if you want a you know, a couple homes that are hundred grand, I, probably not economical um, for either party. But I think if you, if you, you know, if you have so, four so to 500,000 in, in basis, adding them up and we'll, we'll do them as a, as a kind of a bulk in bulk. So,
1: yeah. That's what I was going to say. So now, now I've, you know, some people that are listening and went, Well, oh, most of my properties are, you know, 400,000 or less, but wait a second now, if I've got multiple, so let's say I bought one in, in 2010 and I bought one in 2011, 12 and 13 and and, I'll, I'll, and you add those all up and I've got 30 properties uh, or even maybe it's a bit more recent, whatever. Over the last five years, I've bought multiple properties. I got 30 of them. Would it make sense to go, hey, I'm listening to this. I'm listening to Terry right now. Could I send him my whole portfolio? And yeah. do a on that whole portfolio that I've been buying over the last five years? Does that make sense? Oh, it makes 100%. I mean, it makes total
0: sense. Yeah,
1: even though the properties are worth two hundred thousand a piece, if we bulk them together, now we now it it starts to make the financial sense to go through the. After- it does.
0: It it okay. totally totally does. Yeah, and like I said, we're working on one right now with twenty six homes. You know, we just we ran the benefit analysis, and it 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 you know they send us over, let's say, in, you know, an Excel spreadsheet has a purchase price, purchase date. Um, Renovation costs are approximate, and we take all that information, we put it into our system and spits out this kind of the savings analysis on on the total package. And it's surprising. You're like, oh my God, how do these little houses, but they add up and the benefit adds up. So, you know, again, I would say anything from if you take all the properties, let's say there's 10, 20, 30, even if they're $50,000 purchase prices, you add them all up. If it's over 400 grand or 500 grand, I would say let's least we don't charge one nickel to do the kind of the preliminary review. And then we, you know, so then you've seen our benefit analysis. They're very detailed, kind of shows near term cash. It, it already has bonus depreciation calculated in there. It's got the land and everything broken out. So you can really see and maybe share that with your accountant and you can make an, an informed decision whether this makes sense, you know, or not based on those numbers. So that's the first place to start. I always tell people it doesn't hurt to at least look at your portfolio. Let us give you some advice on that stuff. And we're going to look into your rehab costs on those as well. And you'll be surprised that's some additional tax savings um, on that as well.
1: Love it. Love it. Terry, what else do we need to know if anything about cost about how do we save a pile of dough? Because man, Taxes are like the between like property taxes, and sales tax, all those taxes that you add up together. At least I can take advantage of some of them. Uh, they're the most expensive part of of owning and controlling assets. So, what else do we need to no know, Casag? And then we'll wrap up.
0: You know, okay. So one, I would just say, I, I would reiterate, if you are, if you have properties, you're looking to close on a property this year, you're getting into the business, um, you know, you're, you're a little fuzzy about, about what we're saying, because it's the first time you're hearing it, or, or even the fourth time you're hearing it, at least I would say, get a, get a benefit analysis prepared and just yeah. have that, have that preparation going into 2022. The other thing I'll tell you, um, and you know, I'm a passive investor. I, I, but you know for me because i have my w2 my job my core my business um, i was looking into short term rentals and I, that's what i'm going to that's what i'm going to get into because they have something called material participation where i can qualify technically as a real estate professional keep my day job as long as i dedicate 100, about 100 hours into the property You then can now use that. It's non-passive income. I can use it to offset my active income, Hmm. believe it or not. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, so there's always new things out there, but um, that's kind of a big thing right now. And for those of you that are listening, so number one, we're doing a lot of cost seg on short-term rentals. Number two, the tax treatment for short-term rentals are hugely favorable for people that have W2 jobs. Hmm. So look into that. Happy to share more info, reach out to me. And there you go, Todd, that, that right there can probably say people, you know, I can't even tell you how much, you know, yeah. in taxes. Yeah. I love that. That's
1: great advice. Like, like and, and, if you want to know more, of course, about Casa, you should join the Northstar real estate conference, which yes. you'll be at, you'll be hammering us with all kinds of goodies there. Terry, I got a couple last questions. I always sure. ask every listener before we wrap up here, uh, what's a favorite book that you can write, recommend to a listener, business, real estate, tax, whatever. Um, geez,
0: you know, I just started reading again. Um, the millionaire next door mm. and wow, that's been really eye-opening. I read it I don't know if you I, I read it probably I don't know maybe 10 years ago, and I just I just took it off my shelf about a week ago and I'm starting to read I'm starting to dig back into that book. it's pretty amazing. love it
1: um, All right, what are your three pillars of wealth creation?
0: I would say, well, the first pillar is keep my expenses, my income higher than my expenses. I, that took me a little while to, to learn, you know, to kind of live below my means, but still have a, you know, a good, a good lifestyle. Yep. Um, I'd think the other one would be just knowledge, you know, again, constantly learning podcasts. Um, learning about short term rentals, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, and then third thing I did, I always just thought I've always known and someone taught me at an early age, just, you know, I try to surround myself with people that like yourself that are already, you know, way ahead of me as far as my real estate investing. Um, and just plug and learning about, you know, I've, I've hired two different coaches this year. And I continue to plug in. So I think that's just the learning and the knowledge is just it elevates so much quicker if you're committed to constantly learning new stuff getting on different podcasts and I just launched my podcast. So I can't wait to bring you on my show
1: Yeah, and I get to, I get you. to
0: ask you some key questions on what's been impactful for you. But so I look forward to that as well.
1: I, Terry, I love, I love hearing, uh, I, I, you know, a guy like you who's been in the business for a while. It's it, you're, you're not a, you know, uh, even though most people looking at you probably think you're about 2022, 20, you're not 2022 20, um, and you're hiring people to help you to grow your business, to help you learn new things. And you're still learning. I love hearing uh, from people who've been successful in business, and yet are still challenging themselves and still trying to grow uh, by hiring mentors by joining masterminds by doing things like that. So that's awesome. I love I, I just love hearing that and love seeing people always wanting to take their business to the next level so congrats on that yeah
0: yeah i mean i think you and i kind of connected at a mastermind i mean i knew you i knew of you i didn't really know you that well and you and i got to connect and actually shake hands and have a beer at a mastermind yep you know and now we're doing business together so it just yeah i think that's just one of the that's got to be a pillar for everybody as far as that goes love it
1: all right so terry last thing how can people get in touch with you
0: yeah, the easiest way, I would just say, just email me. It's the best way I'll respond, usually within the next day but or the day of. It's uh, Terry, just my name, Terry Judge, at, and then the name of the company, coreadvisors.net. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. Love to awesome.
1: help. Awesome. Terry, again, appreciate you being on the show. Thanks so much. Um, man, we don't talk about this topic enough. so I, I love, uh, love hearing about it. I know
0: our listeners got a ton. Well, I will see you, sir, at the events coming yeah. up. Soon. Beginning of May. Very yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah. All right. Take care. Thanks, All right, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for listening.
1: I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Jerrady review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So